welcome to Sports Middle, where your favorite video game podcasters are surrounded by sports. I'm your host, head of Fanby Media, John Warren, and joining me today are my esteemed panelists. We have social editor Nikki Grayson. There's something about the fact that you said it out loud in a recording that made it more funny. <laughs> yeah, it's here. We're it, we're surrounded by it. It's here. There's no avoiding it now. Uh, also joining me is senior editor and soon-to-be editor-in-chief of Fanboy.com, Danielle Riondo. Whoa, that's public? Yeah. Well, oh, you know what? Yeah, that was the announcement, I guess. You know I guess what? that was the yeah. announcement. You know, what? you know what? Let's say it. That's the announcement. Is that yeah. starting Amazing. April 1st? Uh, I'm, uh, I'm ranking up. I'm ascending the throne. Ranking yes. up. I yes. can't believe you killed John in combat. I'm yeah. I'm lame lame duck. <laughs> I am lame duck editor in chief and uh, for, <laughs> for forever forever head of Fanbyte Media, the true emperor king of Fanbyte Media, John uh, Warren. But uh, yes, true. editor in chief, uh, soon to be uh, Daniel Riando. Welcome. I'm so I, well. I'm excited about that. I'm also very excited about this podcast. So it's. Uh, I think it's a good one. We're surrounded by sports, Dylan. Uh, we are also here with Dylan Skiffington, who is our guides editor. Hello, Dylan. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you? Uh, you know what? I'm good. I I think the the sports collective. Uh, what what I've noticed over the past year is that you know when I joined Fanbyte, I discovered that Dylan. Uh, like sports, a very specific kind of sports, which we'll get into. Um, <laughs> but uh, and then obviously, like uh, Nikki came on, and I was very happy to discover that Nikki likes good sports, like real sports. <laughs> <laughs> and so I can like talk to Nikki about good and real sports, and then um, and then like Danielle has obviously got a track record for the the beat 'em up sports, which I was just like. <laughs> Yeah, let's get her. Let's get her on board. <laughs> yeah, the Street just, Fighter of Sports. The Street Fighter of Sports. Exactly. John just peeks over the partition in size. <laughs> I do. I do. Because here's what I see. And listen, we'll. I'll start with you, Dylan, first, because I really want to get into what what kind of sports we like, our history of kind of watching and participating in sports, and what we're keeping up with now. I will just say it's about a ten percent chance that when I stand up to. Uh, appear at Dylan over our partition. Uh, he is watching a Boston Bruins hockey game. So will you please tell us uh, what is your history of kind of sports? Like, has it always just been hockey and NASCAR? What do you still keep up with now? Like, what's uh, what do you do? Yeah, yeah. I mean, right now it's mainly just uh, hockey. Just watching Bruins games and keeping up with all that stuff. Uh, it's pretty much the only sport that I actually like follow everything that goes on. Um, okay, so you you're like a NASCAR, total NHL but... league kind of follower. Yeah, okay. yeah, for the most part. I mean, I don't watch games outside of the Bruins, but I'll watch the highlights. You know, I'll keep up with the news, that kind of stuff. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And do you and still you, keep you, up you... with NASCAR stuff? No. Well, no. Yes, no. I Listen. Dylan, All right. I think you what's do. Jimmy Johnson doing right now, Dylan? Yeah, what's, what's he doing? I'm about to retire. Oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> but, like... <laughs> My, my my dad did get me into NASCAR in like 2003. Yeah, I want to say mm. when I was you know 10. That's the most dad oh. shit possible. <laughs> you know, like yeah. my my dad is a, like a golfer. He's not really like a yeehaw guy. But then at some point in the early 2000s, I guess when Fox got the uh, the license to do NASCAR basically exclusively on the weekends. Uh, he just started turning that shit on and falling asleep on the couch. So yeah. it's a very dad thing. Yeah, they do this weird thing where they sell like quarters of the season. Oh, so, like, it's on forward. It's on really? different channels depending on different times of the year. Yeah. Wow, that's huh. weird. You see, I, I uh, wouldn't have known that. So it's on many different channels now. Yeah, yeah, it'll be on like Fox or ABC or uh, it was on TNT for a bit because they did the Dynamite song every weekend. Oh you know? my god. See, that yeah, makes me think great. of Control. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll I'll just say this: the wrestling show that's on every Wednesday, AEW Dynamite, uh, also makes me think of Control. So it's very, <laughs> yeah, it's it's tough. Um. Okay. Well, thanks, Dylan. Uh, Danielle, I want to talk about your your interests and in kind of your history of sports. You you mentioned some things on chat earlier that I kind of want to uh, explore. Um. Yeah. So, uh, 
uh, I'll make it super brief. As a New Englander, uh, Dylan knows this. Uh, as a New Englander, the official religion uh, of your life may be Catholicism, might be Judaism, you know, whatever it is. Uh, but your second official religion is New England sports. So I grew <laughs> oh, up. Yeah. I know. I'm very sorry to everyone. Uh, but I did grow up watching all the kind of major things, following the Red Sox. Yes, following the Patriots. I don't like Tom Brady, but I, I get it. Whatever. I, I'm going to edit that to say to make it say I like Tom Brady. I, like I don't Tom like Brady. him. I, I don't like him and his weird mouth kissing and his bad politics. But uh, <laughs> I like I, him and his weird mouth kissing and his bad <laughs> politics. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're digging yourself into a deeper hole, Daniel. I know. You don't even know I'm very it. Sorry, I, I I watch them when I'm at home. I watch them, you know, whenever I am in Rhode Island with my family, with my dad. Also, a very dad thing. I grew up going to baseball games with my dad uh, at the Pawtucket Red Sox Stadium, which Hell I later yeah. worked at later on in life. That stadium uh, rips. It's great, actually. I was it's the Dell's Lemonade girl for like a oh. while there. It's very exciting. When I was like 17. This is a while ago. This is not like recently. But yeah, sports have always been a huge part of my life. Uh, I grew up running, actually. uh, So I ran races with my dad. It's a lot of dad stuff uh, for sure here. Uh, But I was a competitive runner. I ran cross country in high school and college. I was like the college captain of my team. Uh, And then I kind of uh, found out I was injury prone. So then, of course, I went to boxing uh, and I boxed for a few years and then I hurt myself really bad. So now I do submission grappling competitively. I've been doing that for like three years. (laughs) Danielle, like Uh, nothing you said in sequence made sense. You're like, I'm injury prone. So I got into the thing where you bash your knuckles against people. Okay, that didn't work. So I went into the thing where you hyperextend people's knees for a living. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I don't make sense but i love all these things i uh i watch a little bit of everything i obviously follow mma the closest i watch uh i wouldn't say every fight but most fight cards i at least watch a a good portion of the card uh i watch ufc i watch a bit of bellator i watch a lot of invicta which is like a a women's league actually that's not like ufc fight pass and i watch a little bit of boxing although i follow mma much closer i follow Mm -hmm. wrestling like college wrestling uh, and I do watch a little bit of F1, uh, and I follow F1, yeah. thanks to, of course, my uh, former colleague, Rob Zachney, uh, over at the Shift F1 podcast, and, of course, uh, the sort of Drive to Survive Netflix series got me into F1 uh, kind of like last year. So I follow it. I don't, again, don't necessarily watch all of it, but I follow it. So the F- F1's yeah. a bit of a darling for, like, kind of game development adjacent people, it feels like. It's just a fascinating, weird sport. Like, the mechanics of it are are truly fascinating. And some of the drama of it is just very larger than life. So it's it's fun to kind of... uh, keep up with it even if you don't watch every race or necessarily sure. sit there you know with popcorn uh at three in the morning whenever these races are on yeah. right yeah. yeah i just watch the highlights every weekend yeah, yeah. honestly i do that half the time and then just get excited to to hear the recap on shift f1 yep <laughs> so yeah f1 is wrestling for rich people kind of yeah. yeah that's like that's yeah. got it's got all of the storyline stuff that yeah. you like in WWE and there's like there's technically beautiful stuff happening like on on the on the track um and like that stuff is cool but it's more about the storylines and it actually might be about the product itself right yeah. um so yeah yeah I, we should do an F1 episode like there there are enough like guests that we could have on that I know might want to come on and talk about F1 that that, that might be fun um nikki let's talk about your let's talk about your sporting my sporting so in as a child i played ayso soccer until my grass allergy became too much to bear so i had to stop this is a theme (laughs) my knuckles break my knuckles break i'm allergic to grass (laughs) i have i have a neuromuscular disorder Yeah, so the grass got to be too much, so I had to stop. Um, And then in high school, middle school and high school, I ran track and cross country. Um, And then I stopped doing cross country when in my second race, I had an asthma attack. And then, like, I got lapped. And I was like, I'm done with this. So I kind of literally turned around and walked back down the hill to my coach and was like, I'm done. And he oh. was like, okay. okay. <laughs> that I didn't you participate what, in it again. You know yeah. um, <laughs> and then I did like sprints in high school. Uh, and then 
I had always kind of been a fan of the NBA uh, living in Los Angeles. The Lakers have been good for the majority of my life. Um, I've been blessed. Oh, this wow. Way. That's true. Huh? Um, yeah. <laughs> so the Lakers have been good the majority of my life. So you, I've been... basically got Kobe when you were born. That's uh-huh. wild. Oh, yeah. my God. That's um, crazy. So NBA fan, uh, I've gotten into following the league as a whole more in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, I had usually just been watching Laker games exclusively and then once the lakers were bad i was like does the do other teams have other cities have teams huh what's that what's happening in milwaukee i don't know um they don't have what's a pacer what's a pacer (laughs) who oh it's a car weird um and then uh i've also always been a major league soccer fan that league started with the year i was born as well so uh my mom took me to Galaxy Games all the time because they were giving tickets away to anyone with a pulse. So I like went to a handful of Galaxy Games when I was like five or six um, and then have just been basically supporting that team. And kind of got into international soccer around the 2010 World Cup, which is basically what happened to the majority of the soccer fans that I know. Uh, it's kind of an inflection point uh, for at least soccer in the States. Uh, and then, uh, I've been following the United States men's and women's national teams since. Incredible. I guess it's been 10 yes. years. That's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, yeah. Well, following the women's team is a good, good piece yeah, of advice. Yeah, the other one sucks. Yeah, the other one's not mm-hmm. so good. Um, so, I, I guess, I, growing up in Texas, I was a, uh, football fan, uh, just by birth, birth, by birth. I was birth by birth a football <laughs> fan. Um, my, my entire family grew up in the University of Texas Longhorns tradition, so we watched a lot of college football, and, uh, we're, I'm a dyed-in-the-wool, um, Dallas Cowboys fan, I'm very sorry to admit this to everyone here, but, um, (laughs) despite the fact that, like, oh man, we should do an entire episode on, like, self-loathing uh yeah we 100 stuff yes. we really yeah. should uh yeah. so i won't get i won't go go too deeply into it but i deeply deeply loathe the dallas cowboys even though i want them to win more than anything in the world <laughs> um i also started following the nba when the dallas mavericks got good uh in the <laughs> uh early 2000s when mark human bought the team i have uh uh, conflicting thoughts about Mark Cuban, but he undeniably uh, made my uh, basketball team better. Um, and Dirk Nowitzki is a childhood uh, teen hero of mine. Um, started to follow the league a bit more closely. I probably follow it today like 5% less intently than Nikki does, I would say. Um, but I do follow a lot of what goes on in the NBA. I follow a lot of what goes on in the NFL. Um I don't know. I kind of keep up with other Dallas teams, uh, the Stars and the Texas Rangers, but like, man, baseball. Uh, this is going to be a real deficit for us. I feel like. <laughs> yeah, I just I'll get excited about it when I go. I'm going home this weekend. Like, I'll yeah. talk to my dad about baseball. Obviously, the season's not really all sure. Right. Run, yeah. Run yeah. up yet? But like, he'll be excited about preseason stuff, and we'll chat about it. And I'll be excited for a few weeks, and then yeah. yeah. Yeah, in like 2011 yeah. or something, I was very, uh, very aware of what was going on in the in Major League Baseball because the Texas Rangers were actually good. Uh, but I think it's going to be a while before that happens again. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so my my yeah. opinion, my take on baseball is, the, and this is what I've done the last couple of too years, long. is yeah, exactly. The season's much too long. But oh. if you start watching in September. Yeah. Ah, it's the Bachelor it's, theory. It's the it exactly. This is my, this is the same as the Bachelor theory. You don't actually need to watch the beginning of it. If you hop in near the middle or the end, you get the, an equal amount of enjoyment out of it. No one's I, had fun in a baseball game in fucking August. I what we need to do is have like there are a couple people I know. There's like Bill Hanstock. There are a couple other people who are kind of friends of the show, friends of folks. Uh, uh, of ours uh, who are perverts and watch like all 162 <laughs> uh, Major League Baseball games. games. Like they have like the league pass. They like do a bunch of that shit. I do not understand those people. Yeah. Um, and I want to. I want to. And you know what? That's a good segue. This show is not really necessarily about like 
keeping up with the latest highlights and trends alone. I'm sure we'll get into that too. It's really about kind of looking at sports through a lens that I think is not necessarily uh, uh, portrayed by the sports media. I think like the sports media by and large is full of a very, very, very homogenous demographic for the most part. I don't want to yeah. paint a broad brush, but I think like there's a very specific type of sports coverage that really gets the most play. And I think I want to do things differently where we're kind of looking at uh, certain themes every week and trends and kind of from, from a perspective that's not, you know, uh, what you see on ESPN every day. Yeah, so it's not sports center. It's sports middle. It's sports middle. We're we're, <laughs> we're surrounded by sports. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I kind of <laughs> love it. I didn't get it for a very long time. And then like, yeah. when it was explained to me. <laughs> I, I laughed. Yeah. It took me like a solid 24 hours till I was like, why would they call it sports, sports middle? middle. <laughs> yeah, we're surrounded by sports. <laughs> See, I don't know if like, well, I guess Danielle was, but it's like, I, you know, no no one else on this call besides Danielle and I were really around for the, the advent of ESPN. I mean, ESPN was created, I think, a couple of years maybe before both of us were born, but like... Uh, like the come up oh, yeah. for ESPN was like not really until the early nineties. No, um, sure. yeah, I, I uh, my bus in high school went by it every day. So ESPN's always, like living in Connecticut. ESPN's like this huge thing that yeah, everyone knows yeah. about. So yeah, yeah. I mean, so it's it's pretty wild. I I do want to ask you know, uh, well, let's start with kind of some MMA stuff, and then want to segue into sure. our. Uh, our uh our kind of our first overall topic uh this weekend there was a ufc fight and i know there's blood. A, yeah so i <laughs> so i, so I know you. there's a good ufc fight on and this is I, I mean i i shouldn't be surprised because i participate in professional wrestling twitter quite often when there's like a big event on um but i always like my timeline is just always blowing up with people being like oh my god and then like a hashtag of a name that i don't recognize and i'm just like oh <laughs> ufc's on okay yeah. um it so there was a there were a few big fights on this card last weekend but i definitely want to talk about the one that like the internet like popped the fuck off for which was sure. i guess a knockout between two people that i don't know at all so please explain some of that for me well i actually so here's the thing uh, are you talking about? There's a couple of things you could actually be talking about, which is wild, right? Okay. So See, there was a UFC great. card, yes. which was a huge pay per view event where there were two title fights on the line: the women's strawweight fight, about. that's yeah. uh, yeah. 115, and the men's. Um, it was a middleweight uh, title fight, which is 185. <laughs> so before that even happened, uh, it's also possible that you're talking about the bloodiest fight in all of MMA history, which uh, also happened. I want to watch both of those. So bad. Uh, <laughs> just talk about all of this for me. Okay, That's good. good. I want. Let's talk about the blood first because I think yeah. what uh. I'm talking about happened in the uh, the men's Invicta. middleweight fight. Yeah. Oh wait, the what? Okay, what I so... want to get into was the was the stuff from the the middleweight stuff, but I want to know about the the bloodiest fight first. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All right. So I mean, that happened chronologically first, actually. So Invicta Excellent. FC uh, is an all women's MMA promotion, and like. They're treated almost like a farm league for the UFC. Like, a lot of their champions go on to fight in the UFC or even kind of do a feeder league thing where maybe they lose a couple times, they go into Invicta, and they kind of go back up. Uh, it's not technically a feeder league by any means, but there's a lot of sort of interplay between them. So uh, there was actually a really cool tournament that night, and it also it was really important because for the first time in, I think... I believe professional MMA history, at least modern professional MMA history, they tried something called open scoring, which was in between rounds. Normally, nobody knows the score. Nobody ever knows the score. Like, who's actually winning? People have, like, an idea. Oh, yeah, you're totally winning this. Or, oh, maybe yeah. you're not. Nobody like in, actually like in, knows. Like, in boxing yeah. fights, a lot of times they'll have someone. It used to be a guy named uh, Howard Letterman who, who sure. passed away. But, like, he... Uh, he would just basically give his best guess of like yeah. what the scorecard would be. And so exactly. they kind of had that in MMA too, but now this is like an official thing. So they tried it at Invicta uh, and it was a big deal. They were really pushing it. I actually thought it was very cool uh, and really interesting. And the way they do it is they show, they have like a little iPad and they show the corner 
Uh, and, and typically when a fighter goes to their corner, there's like two or three people, their coaches, and there's a cut, cutman, it's called a cutman, a cutman. Uh, who works on, you know, any bad cuts you might have on your face. Uh, and they show it to the corner and the corner can tell the fighter or not, like it's up to them, which I think is great. Like different fighters need different motivation, uh, and show them what the score is at that moment in time, basically, uh, across the five rounds in a title fight is five rounds. Normal fights are three rounds. Title fights are five rounds. Uh, it was... Uh, a really cool event where they had a tournament uh, and then they had a couple of feature fights and then the last fight of the night, which is the fight we are going to talk about a little bit here, uh, was the bantamweight title fight. So bantamweight's 135 and this is between Julia, Julia, Julia Stolyarenko, who is the first Lithuanian <laughs> world champion. Spoiler alert, she won the fight. And Lisa Verzosa. And at some point during the fight, I think in the second round, Stolyarenko put a cut on Lisa's face that looked like she was chopped by an axe through oh half of her face. That is literally what the announcer said. It looks like she has been chopped with an axe. There was more blood in that octagon than I have ever seen in MMA, uh, you know, my MMA history. I've been watching, you know, routinely since 2014 or so. I've gone back and watched a lot of the old fights. It's more than I've seen in any of those two, but I can't really speak to that whole era. Uh, but it was an actual literal bloodbath. Uh, Stoliarenko was covered in her opponent's blood. Covered. I did just post Oh my God. It truly covered. Wow. And so the woman uh, that you're looking at, uh, uh, John just shared a screen cap from the fight. Yeah, the woman sorry, that you're uh, looking con- at head content on. Warning, content warning internally for the Yeah, internal us. content warning. It, there's, there's a, a lot, lot of blood. Of Is blood she okay? Here. They're both okay. <laughs> they are both okay. Yes. Uh, <laughs> this was like a bad superficial cut that like it looks real bad, but it doesn't mean like she's badly hurt or has any sort of brain damage or anything like that. It's just like a very ugly cut. Uh, she, her tank top that she's kind of wearing like a sports bra. That was white. It was no, white with black. It's covered in blood. Get out like, of fully. here. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. Oh yup. It was like the bloodiest fight. I was watching this in disbelief. Just like, holy shit. And they stop fights routinely if a fighter can't see. Like, if the blood is in her eyes, they can't keep fighting. That's just not fair. That's just that's just the end. You don't want people to, you know, not be able to see while you're fighting, obviously. But, like, the, it wasn't going in her eyes. It was, like, right down her nose, like, the middle of her nose. It was like, all right, keep going, ladies. And uh, it was actually a very, very close, very good fight. Super, oh. super close. It ended in a split decision win for Stolyarenko, uh, which means that, uh, two judges uh, judged it for her, and one judge actually judged it for Lisa, which is like, oh damn, that's how close that was. There's like so a brutal, bloody blood. war. Yeah, I, I, I saw an this. image after yeah. they cleaned her up. <laughs> yeah. Where she had a cut like to the left of her right eye and below her right eye, yeah. and good lord, like it looks so bad. It does look like it an axe. It really so actually does bad. look yeah, like an axe. I don't understand face. how it split that way. How do how do human face go? Probably an elbow. Uh, yeah, because like I was watching it and it was hard to. Yeah, there you go. Right? Yeah, that's the picture. That's oh my god! And that's cleaned up, by the way. Like before that was cleaned up, it genuinely covered. Her face was genuinely covered. Now, how do you close this? See this. It was so bad that I tweeted at Danielle because I was like, yep. ah! <laughs> I like, was like, yes! <laughs> but the funniest part about this, and we'll, we'll post some links in the thing, not with the yeah. images, but we'll post some links in case y'all want to actually see this. But, like, yeah. the funniest thing about this image that I'm looking at right now is she's smiling. <laughs> oh, yeah. She was she was thrilled to be there. Like, it was actually great. Um, so a lot of times with cuts... Uh, the cut might not mean you have bad damage. Like, genuinely, like, you might be okay. It just, it looks so bad because it it's your terrible. face. And that's what humans look at all the time is our faces, right? right. So, yeah, it, it was it was a bloody one. They actually had to spend longer than usual cleaning her up just to go for the decision. So, you know, it's like you see things. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll get to this one later. <laughs> no. For sure. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah, I saw <laughs> this one. This one was yeah. great. Yeah. Man, uh-huh. I fucking love Megamind. <laughs> so the other fight <laughs> that happened this weekend that was extremely exciting so women's mma was fucking awesome this weekend i think it always is but i think a lot of people really recognized it this weekend which was very cool so this uh the image that they also just shared 
uh, is from Joanna Jędrzejczyk versus Weili Zhang. That was the strawweight title fight in the UFC. And the skill level here was absolutely, positively out of this world. They did five full rounds, and they both have a huge backstory. Joanna was the champion in this division for years, had several uh, title fights that she won, and then she is kind of kind of been uh, chasing after her title for a while again, and she thinks of it as her title very much. Uh, really interesting fighter, just unbelievably great technical kickboxer, just like truly, truly great uh, kickboxer. Weili Zhang, uh, the first Chinese champion, she successfully defended here, uh, but it was also like, it went all five rounds, and Joanna has a hematoma on her head that, like, she looks truly fucked up <laughs> like it's, it is her forehead has gone out like three inches for real like it's a lot also i should note they both did get checked out by medical staff they both did go to the hospital because they both put damage on each other uh they're both okay no no like serious damage but they looked fucked up and it was like a war it was really technical it was really close it was such a good fight oh my god uh, speaking to the only medical personnel uh, related <laughs> person that that we could ever find for this yeah. podcast, um, I, am I correct in saying that Joanna's uh, uh, injury was much, much, much more actually serious than the the cuts in the previous one? Uh, it does depend. Like okay. with all of this stuff, we are still. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So this is the really hard thing, right? It's the real, real damage is the potential of of some like CTE symptoms, right? The same stuff right. we talk about with football is like traumatic brain injury. That's the really, really serious stuff that or something like being spiked on your neck and having your neck broken. Sure, Those sure, are the sure. two like truly like this will end your life or, uh, you know, really, really uh, severely uh, debilitated person. Both of these, the cut and the hematoma are ended up being very superficial injuries that looked awful. That looked bad. Okay. Yeah, they just look atrocious. Okay. Uh, but I know it, if, I know if like, boxing, the brain looks okay, it's like, sure. all right. <laughs> I, I know but in yeah. boxing there have been some issues of, like, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll throw out a few examples. In boxing there have been a few hematomas that have actually led to, like, more serious complications, which is sure. not, like, you know, immediately uh, apparent. And then in the professional wrestling world, there's a wrestler named uh, Kats, Kats, oh my God, Katsuri Shibata, who uh, sure. was known for his stiff style, and he uh, headbutted Kazuchika Okada, <sighs> New Japan person, uh, like, you know, for real, like a shoot headbutt, um, which caused a hematoma for him, and it ended his career. Oh, um, shit. Yeah. So it's like, that's the kind of thing that, you know, when I see... It's wild, and it's, like, interesting to look at um, just from a morbid curiosity perspective. Yeah, as, a, as a huge fan of Megamind. It's as a huge <laughs> fan of Megamind. I do love seeing this. But, yeah, it's, like, it's, it is it is upsetting, I guess, for someone that sure. doesn't watch a lot of this. Sure. Um, it, it looks awful. And, like, this very well could have been a very serious injury. That's the true. thing. Until they go and actually get tested for things and have, you know – real diagnostics not just a doctor kind of looking at their eyes and you know <laughs> kind of looking yeah. at are you right at yeah science <laughs> it's you know you don't know if it's okay until you actually get to the hospital and yeah. uh how yeah, much so, yeah. time usually is there between fights like usually, when you, if you do a punch one and then you're like cool <laughs> when does when does when does um joe when rogan let you back, back in the this? ring yeah. when does joe come back and say come back in so all fighters have to be med medically cleared uh to fight and typically somebody like joanna is probably only fighting a couple times a year uh Cool fun fact, and uh, somebody I'll shout out probably a few times on this podcast, Angela Overkill Hill just broke the record for most times fighting within a year at six fights uh, within a year. Oh, my and God. She that is so amazing, many. and she's very cool, and she does a lot of Street Fighter cosplay in her fights. That's One so every many, two months? So many fights. Basically, yeah. Uh, six, which is really wild. She's done several yeah. of those like on last minute notice. Now, normally with these fights, you know, a few months ahead of time, uh, you go into like a full training camp of at least like two months where you are, you are go time for that fight. You know, you look at your opponent's tape, you're fighting very specifically for them. You are getting in training partners that are like that size and that style and all that kind of stuff, uh, to really specifically, you know, tailor your training to that fight. She's taken some of these on like a couple of weeks notice, just being like, I'll fight That's anybody. Wild. Who cares? <laughs> I don't care. It's yeah. a body, I'll punch it. 
She, she's amazing. Also, the first African American woman in the UFC. Also, she's five three. <laughs> oh, she's rules! Hell yeah, yeah, she's great. Uh, so, yeah. That's, that's very good. Um, I did want to ask about the third fight though, because it kind of it, the one that I guess social social media wise, this is like a thing that I noticed pop off really, really, really suddenly sure. was I guess the knockout in the middleweight fight, um, mainly because UFC gifted the reaction of the commentary table so fast. Um, so that wasn't from that fight actually. Oh, let's what? see what fight was no. that from? Because oh, there was no middleweight? knockout in that fight. That oh, one was okay. A, oh. So that was earlier in the card, I guess. Yeah, I think that was an earlier fight. Oh man. Okay. This is gonna be hard to like put it together which one they did that reaction to because those guys are always okay, a lot okay. of fun. So what I would say is that like when I when I saw replays of this knockout and it, it and it was a good knockout, but it wasn't maybe as like wild as some of the other knockouts I've seen. Um, I did kind of made me make me explore a lot of other knockout uh, like videos from UFC and just really observing the following thing, which is yeah. which is going to upset myself by saying it out loud. <laughs> uh, I think Joe Rogan fucking rules as a commentator. That's the thing. Yeah. And we can super get into this. Okay. This was for uh, Benil Dariush. Yeah. This is yeah. a lightweight fight. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. far close. Okay. Yeah. Uh, th- this is a very complex thing that I also it's genuinely agree with you. He's yep. he's not always on. There are definitely times where he'll be like, he's oh, not. man, they're so tired. They're so tired. And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about, Joe? But yeah. at other times, he's actually like a really passionate and interesting commentator. He also is a jujitsu black belt, which means he actually fucking knows what he's talking about. He's yeah, not which, just like some dude who's just like, which, do the which, thing. Which they actually wrote into his uh, character in news radio in the mid nineties. Did they really? Yeah, they did. Oh, yep. wow. Yeah, it's well, really wild. Uh, and he also, one other thing, uh, and also uh, I, I do have to say, I think his politics are bad. They're oh, just bad. He bad politics. Bad, bad yeah, politics. Yeah, 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 yeah. In this, a lot of ways. This is what I'm getting at. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but before I say this, I, I also have to say, on top of the bad politics, he made a really horrible joke about Chris Cyborg once that was, like, truly awful, really bad. He did apologize for it, but still, really, really bad. Uh, but I will say, accepting that very bad joke, which I agree is a very uh, high bar to clear, he has actually been, like, a pretty awesome advocate for women in MMA and also, uh, like, anti-weight cutting, like, which is really right. good. Uh, yeah. He's very much against like dangerous weight cutting practices and like so. Sometimes good things come out of his mouth, which makes it very hard when uh, a lot of bad bullshit pours out of his mouth. It got me thinking about other commentators that like I think are very good at their job, but also God, if you just peel back the layer for one yeah. second, you're yeah, like, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no, yeah. oh no, oh no. It's not um, not great. <laughs> I I think what I would say is like you know the, the NBA's got a few. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I would say. Um, but it, I don't know. It got me thinking like uh, a lot of the ones in the NFL that I think if you peel back the layer are like, you know, genuinely awful are also pretty bad at their jobs. So it's yeah. like, it's not like, it's not, it's not, it's actually kind of the weird irony of the NFL where it's like, no, nah, they kind of wear the awfulness on their sleeves. So it's, uh, it's fine. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like, I, are there any like problematic faves in the commentary booths for any of the, uh, uh, the sports that you'll watch? Alexi Lawless sucks. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Like the words that he says when he's not kind of like, it's really weird because like soccer, soccer for me is very strange. And I think this is a, this is a different show, but kind of talking about the intersection of patriotism and nationalism, especially oh. with something like soccer. Right. Um, oh, that yeah. necessitates kind of that stuff. When you kind of think about what international competition looks like, like, that stuff has to come into play. And Alexi Lawless's takes on what America is and what America should be sucks. But then yeah. sometimes he'll say stuff about the way that America should play soccer. And you're like, yeah, though, you're right, bud. Like, you're <laughs> well, correct. I, I guess it's getting at, to me, it's like, you know, if you, if you get most of these people in booths and they kind of stick to what's going on on the field or in the match or whatever... Like Alexi Lawless and Joe Rogan and a few others are like, you know, pretty good, you know, in between those in in uh in between the bell, basically. Yes. You know? But yeah, every time I've seen like Alexi Lawless on like a panel show, 
I've just yeah. been like, oh, it's awful. No. It's awful. This oh, is man. really tough. Uh, because he does say shit like a bizarre amount of like weird nationalist sounding stuff yeah. when it comes to U.S. It's just uh, taking it as a personal patriotic affront that the uh, U.S. men's soccer team is bad. Yeah. Um, it's also he also has had so many jobs and has not been good at most of them, which is just a funny <laughs> Alexi Lawless thing. I can't he believe was, dudes fail up. Uh, it's so crazy. It's wild. It's weird how you can do that. Yeah, who would imagine? <laughs> Right now, Dylan, um, I, there's a there's a hockey uh, guy that got in a lot of trouble. You never liked him, did you? Hockey guy, which hockey oh, guy? Oh God, he was um, he just got he just got like turbo fired for saying gross shit. Oh, <laughs> yeah, but he's no, been, but he's been uh, doing hockey JR? commentary for like literally thirty years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he made a comment on a podcast about how, um, I believe it was. One of the goalies, uh, I think it was Patrick Sharp, he was talking about how good that man was, how good looking he was, and that, like how he would date him. And like he also joked about sleeping with one of his co hosts. Oh, yeah, like, no, that was Don Cherry's big thing is that he would just t- say that. No, like, no, Don Cherry was awful. Oh, that's like, who I was, was talking just... about. Who are you no, talking no, about? I'm t- no, a different uh, guy got turbo fired. Oh, a different <laughs> turbo fired guy. Okay. Uh, his name was, uh, oh, God, what was his name? Jeremy Roenick. Jeremy Roenick. Jeremy yeah, Roenick. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yes, Jeremy yes. Roenick. Yeah, he got fired for, for making comments on a podcast. Now, Jeremy Roenick used to be a, a hockey player for the Philadelphia Flyers, I believe, right? Huh. Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. But yeah, no, he, he's just, he, he's always made weird comments. It's weird because, like, I wouldn't consider them problematic faves. Like, yeah, because they weren't good sure. at what they because did. They're, they're not, yeah, <laughs> they're not good, okay, uh, especially John Cherry. Like, Don Cherry has been out how did, for like five years he's more of a canadian thing i guess though. how did how did he keep that job for so long is there just, <laughs> he's just old i mean is it just, likes him well, yeah, but that's so strange to me is that he doesn't seem when i think about like the the ideal like canadian it's not don cherry i don't know no maybe that's no, maybe not. that's terrible yeah, Don um, Cherry getting mad because the immigrants aren't wearing. He the, did say that Canadian pins. Yeah, he did say that. Yeah, he not says Canadian a lot of stuff that's a lot pins. like the Alexi Lawless stuff. Yeah. It's just like n- weird nationalist stuff about the Canadian team. Yeah, um, thankfully they're the exception in hockey because yeah. for the most part, the only problem with hockey commentators is they're either too biased towards the home team or uh, they're too. Back in my day, we used to punch people out. <laughs> you know, I crawled into the stands and fought a fan. You know, it's those people. Incredible. (laughs) Incredible. Which has happened, by the way. There was a hockey player who did crawl into the stands and fought a fan. (laughs) That's cool. That's kind of, wow. That's a lot. Um, Dylan, I want to ask you something because I kind of want to get into kind of what what overall, uh, you know, a lot of things that I think are uh, happening these days in a lot of the, the sports conversations, kind of like trends and stuff. Like, what's going on in hockey besides, like, I don't know. Um, I don't know. It's cold. What's going on with hockey besides that? Uh, Everyone loves the talk. commissioner, right? <laughs> yeah, everyone loves Gary Bettman. Um, but no, the uh, there's a lot of talk right now because they put in reviewable plays like two years ago. Yeah. You know, just to review if the puck crossed the line and that kind of stuff. But they also put in like reviews for offsides. Oh, to, like, okay. See if, so if explain, the person was explain offsides real quick. All right, so there are three lines on hockey. There's the middle, which is the red line, and then there are the two blue ones, which enter each team's zone. Uh, and the long story short is the puck has to cross before a player does, an, an opposing player. So like if it's your if it's your own zone, it doesn't matter. But if the if the opposing team wants to go into your zone, the puck has to go in before they do. Hmm. Uh, so like they can't go in and then receive the pass like behind everyone else because that would just it's it's too hard for the goalies. Um, but they put in replays for this, and uh, they're talking about amending it because right now, uh, so you have to be on the opposite side of the ice and still touching the ice for it to count not to not be offsides. So right. like, there's a problem right now where it's like, well, you know, the puck was in before he was, but his back foot was up, so technically he was, you know, in the zone first. Oh man! And it's it's like replays for inches or in stuff you really can't see. Uh, stuff that really has no effect on the play and you know sometimes they'll stop the game for three to five minutes to find out if this person was like an inch <laughs> off or like half a second too soon okay so tiki tack technical stuff is like i think a common theme i mean we've seen nba yeah. games like the last like five minutes of them last yeah 
I don't know, four to five times longer than they used yes. to? Yes. Because um, every single, especially the last two minutes, because every single thing in a basketball game in the last two minutes is reviewable. So if you have back-to-back plays that are like kind of bang-bang plays that in theory used to be able to get resolved pretty quickly, they'll drag out for 10 minutes because they have to call Secaucus and then um, <laughs> talk to some guy there. It's kind of yeah, wild. I mean, I mean, the NFL has also been dealing with the same thing of like adding more stuff to the replay system. The XFL, which is like, of course, Vince McMahon's second reboot of, uh, mm-hmm. or fir- first reboot of his uh, failed uh, 2001 football uh, league, uh, which is also not doing well, apparently. Um, which sucks because it's much better. This it's time. not, yeah, it's yeah. honestly not bad to watch. But the thing that they've uh they've done which i think it actually works is like added a layer of transparency to the reviews they haven't necessarily like lowered the amount but basically made it so that you're basically watching the person review it and they have to be like i think they feel a kind of pressure to like get it over with like yeah. quickly um and so they're and not on tv right. anymore <laughs> yeah right. yeah yeah i mean in, in hockey they literally have tablets at the side of the the the, the court that they you know they review so literally everyone's watching them that's, which that's, is it was just rough when it fine. takes like five minutes <laughs> do um, you think i mean i mean i think it's i think it's good as a whole because like they can review goals they can coaches can now challenge like for goalie interference and that kind of stuff and those are generally good it's just the small things here and there that aren't that aren't aren't great well like I'll, offsides, I'll, I'll, call an, I'll call an audible for a second because you just said something that i kind of want to get everyone's takes on like but before we had a bunch of replay systems, which was really honestly an early 2000s thing that people started yeah. doing this stuff. Is it really better? I mean, isn't there kind of a weird like historical mystery to things that might have been missed or wrong that add to the mystique of a sport? Or does it matter to just get things right all the time? Yeah, I'm trying to think of a play in the replay era that I am happy was called because of replay and i literally can't like i cannot think of anything that has happened in the last 10 years uh where i've been like ah i'm very happy that they realized that his foot was on the line right i'm trying to think because mma is such a it all happens so fast and it's almost impossible for one ref to fully like a rest job is so 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 hard in this sport because it's happening at lightning speed and often you know just it's it's such a weird and technical thing. There are times where they'll they'll call a stop to the action to see if like oh that was an illegal knee that was an illegal you know eye poke or or something like that where I'm like I don't have a problem with sort of reviewing the footage or or looking at it or having the ref like think about it for a second or or whatever but it is also like. It's just such a weird thing. It's such a weird sport that those inches are the whole game, right? Like, they're not running down a large field or, or, or going down a large rink or anything like that. They're, right. they're in this tiny little octagon where there's not that much space. And, you know, there's 42 cameras or whatever it is on every inch of everything. Sure. But even then, sometimes you can't quite see. Like, what if you're obscuring, you know, what's happening with somebody's wrist if you're on top of them or, or something like that? So it's like... Yeah, I, I'm not opposed to it in the weird thing that I watch, but I could also see how it could get super frustrating in, like, a much sort of bigger game where the action is a little bigger. And it's like, man, that inch doesn't... Well, I, <laughs> you know? I think I think one of the, the interesting developments in the NFL is that in a playoff game, not this past year, but the year before, uh, the, uh, Saint, uh, but the St. Louis, oh my God, the LA Rams... Uh, <laughs> Hey, you know. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I get it. I'm, I'm not. I'm not used to it yet. Even though I live in LA, um, the LA Rams and the Saints, the the New Orleans Saints were playing, and there was a uh, uh, clearly, I mean, egregiously missed pass interference call. And pass interference is basically when the ball is in the air and a defender hits a receiver uh, or interferes with him before the ball gets to the receiver. Um, a clear, clear, clear indication of a clear play where uh, the, the Rams were clearly at fault but weren't called for a penalty and the Saints ended up losing the game more or less because of it. Um, and the NFL basically instituted a rule where now you can actually review a call or no call of pass interference, which has just added yet another thing that takes many, many, many minutes to sort through and it's also so you know the thresholds of like what is egregious enough and what is 
good or bad enough. It's kind of a uh, kind of a wild um, kind of a wild thing to try to sort through. And I think like um, I don't know. It's 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 very strange. Like in a game of inches, and all these things are like there's so many micro things that you can do right or wrong. Sometimes I feel like you know we're never gonna catch anything. I mean everything. So sometimes I feel like there's not really much of a point to institute a lot of this stuff but then again uh if you apply that to like anything outside of sports that's a crazy thing to say so right yeah i, don't <laughs> I think there needs to be like a, a balance of it because right. like some things are just too hard for humans to like see like human like a, a ref isn't going to be perfect to see if like that goal uh the puck crossed the line you know while there was a people sprawling on top of it or whatever yeah but also like like you said, it's, some of it's just too much. It's too too time consuming. It's too much, and it's uh, you know inches. Yeah, exactly. I wish I could speak to baseball at all about this. Baseball, <laughs> you know, I like, just baseball I review hot. is so weird. Baseball because it is very doesn't weird. the sport. No sport was built for review, I guess. But sure. there's something perverted, really, about like using review in baseball that just seems just so wrong to me that <laughs> the 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 margin of error being so fucking big to me at least seems like it's actually built into the sport and that's actually kind of fine yeah um, baseball, baseball was built and continues to be built on these like unwritten rules and like mores and weird little things and review seems to be like kind of a weird thing to inject into it but i mean yeah. Yeah, I, you know i guess the the drive to be accurate with this stuff makes makes a bit of sense nikki did do us a solid and actually uh go ahead and steer us for our next topic in the discord chat uh <laughs> let's talk about the the big sports league's response to covid19 i think that's like a big thing going right on right now uh the nba did release a well they didn't release it's uh basically a rumor that they're gonna look into uh hosting games coming up in like you know non 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 nba league like cities basically or just opponents places just places where outbreaks quote haven't happened yet which we can unpack like <laughs> we can unpack that work. a little bit in a second um but also it did just come down the pipe that uh, rudy gobert who is a center for the utah jazz uh, just days after making a kind of show out of touching every microphone or recorder in the locker room uh, to say basically like, you know, thumbing his nose at the idea of COVID-19 is questionable with an illness today. So, <laughs> oh, God. So, um, God. It's really funny. I yeah. mean, it's not, but it is extremely it, funny. It isn't funny, but it's pretty funny. Um, um, hopefully, hopefully Rudy's okay and takes a, a lesson from this. Yeah. But yeah, like, how do you unpack the NBA's response? I mean, we can get into the other ones too, but, but I mean, it's that's, not great. I think the most prominent one. That's not how it works. That's yeah, not how things work. Like, if if you move the game to a city where there is no COVID, people will go to that city with COVID and put COVID there. Like, that's not yeah. how any yeah. of it works. I mean, you know, you're not an epidemiologist, uh, Danielle. <laughs> But uh, not not currently. No, I will say you know I'm I'm not opposed to it in the future. Uh. <laughs> but I mean, just given what you know about infectious diseases, does it really make sense to say, well, it's not here, so let's ha start having big gatherings in this place? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't have big <laughs> gatherings. That's yeah. that's really what it is. That's why people are canceling events. Like, kind of duh. Also, traveling is terrible because airplanes aren't actually cleaned. Even though JetBlue definitely told me, oh, we're we're doing extra hand sanitizer, and it's like y'all should be doing that anyway, always and forever. All the things that you're telling us to do are are already good things to do, and uh, we should be blaming the CDC right now. But anyway, yeah, no. Uh, getting on an airplane, uh, and spreading the disease to everybody on that airplane. And then uh, sitting in an arena and touching things and, uh, you know, blowing your nose on people. That's not it's not good. That's not it's not going to help. I, it's it's very interesting. There was a pro wrestling event the other week where they did it without uh, an audience. Like they held the yeah. event in an empty arena with no audience. And it was fascinating. I only saw clips. I'm sure I'll talk about it with uh, with LB soon. But like that might be. What has that, to yeah, happen? That's what Frankly. they that's what they should do. The yeah. NBA, Major League Soccer, like they put out that that joint press release um that was like, "Yo, we know the disease exists anyway." <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. They really just need to be playing these games without people 
Yeah. Um, I don't so know empty, if empty y'all. Arena stuff. Yeah, empty arena stuff. I don't remember if y'all remember the Baltimore Orioles game that might have been two or three years ago. It also might have been six years ago. I don't know how time works. <laughs> During the Baltimore riots, um, where they didn't Major League Baseball didn't send the order to cancel the game fast enough, oh so God. they had the game in the Baltimore Orioles stadium, and it was empty. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And like you could hear they still televised the game, but you could hear every basically every conversation that was happening on the baseball field, which is you wild. could hear the echo of the ball hitting the catcher's mitt as it reverberated throughout <laughs> yeah. the building. It was buck wild. Um, and if only for that, they should do that again. Oh. Can you imagine hearing every clang of every like ball that hits the rim and doesn't yes. go in? Yes. The net, like the it's, net, this perfect the swish. swish. It's just gonna I have echo. A, it's very an good. incredible tweet about this, uh, specifically for like UFC events and Bellator events, but you know for MMA. But this kind of goes for everything, so I'm just gonna say it. It's from John S. Nash. Hey, not the face on Twitter. If Bellator or the UFC are gonna have events with no live audiences, then have fun with it. Hold an event on a deserted island or in the ruins of a Roman arena or on a goddamn barge in international waters. I mean, they, they did great. play a college Not basketball wrong. game on a boat once. Do you remember that? Yeah. You remember oh, that? Yeah. yeah Where I they do. played I the do. college basketball game on the on the military ship and it was so windy the ball wouldn't go in the net good because yep. it was windy because they were on the paid. ocean. Yep. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, really, like, I, I, you know, I don't think it's a sustainable model. I think you still need these, like, you know, ticket gate sales for a lot of these sports to, to sustain it. But mm-hmm. it's like, at least for the next, like, few months, yeah, just have empty arena games. It's like, yeah, I mean, you know, the TV experience may not be the same. You might not have, like, the roar of the crowd, but it's like, it's why it's weird. It'll, like, it'll it's be a little novel, I think. Yeah. I think it'll be actually, like, kind of cool to see what it's like when it's just players. Like, I imagine... At least in hockey, uh, like uh, tempers will be a lot cooler because you don't have like fans hyping you up every time someone sure. gets hit. Because a lot of time, a lot of times the players don't even react until the fans are like upset about something and they're like, "Hey, wait, right. what are you doing?" You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, but yes. And I mean, um, I mean, Dylan, like the Cotton Bowl in Dallas was was not empty by any means. I mean, it was sold out for the 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 Winter Classic, uh, the which the NHL the NHL does like an outdoor game every uh, New yeah, Year's Day they now. Suck. Um. Did you say they suck? Yeah, they suck. Why? Well, in person they suck. Oh, okay, fine. Oh, what yeah. I, what I was we... going to say is that like <laughs> I think you get I think you get the same kind of experience from watching an empty arena game as you do from those. Like there is a crowd yeah, but they like, might as well so yeah, because far the away. people can't see. Right. Like you <laughs> yeah. can't like the the crowd isn't really there so like you can basically hear a lot of stuff on the ice, which is kind of interesting. And so for the home crowd, like I think that's kind of fun and it's at least novel. Um which, like, you know, it might get old after a couple months of it, but we're so close to the end of the NBA season, especially. It's like, I don't know. I would just do that. Yeah. Yeah. I have playoffs coming up, so it's it's going to be interesting. I mean, San yeah, Jose is the too. only – San Jose, I think, is the only hockey city that has restricted gatherings. Yeah. Uh, but but they haven't – like, the, the San Jose Sharks haven't announced how they're dealing with it yet because they're on a nine-day road trip. Oh my right God. now, so like they have not, they have like nine days to figure they're out like, what they're gonna do when they get back. <laughs> they're just counting down the days. Like, listen, we can, <laughs> we, we can figure this out, and like the day before, they still won't have figured it out. But yeah, it's interesting. I mean, players are gonna get other players sick as well. Is the other thing. Yeah. Like, obviously, yeah. the biggest concern is a wide, uh, you know, public gathering. But these, these, you know, these folks are touching each other, <laughs> like. Yeah. There's also going to be almost certainly oh, yeah. a, an outbreak of some kind within I, various sports communities. I have no doubt. Like I'm, I'm training right now normally, but like all of us are a little scared because we're, like the sport I do. You're yeah. you're rubbing each other's like bodies on. I know that sounds really weird, but like that, yeah, that is true, what's happening. Like I touch it's, people's it's, faces it's as part most, of my sport. It's the yeah. most droplet contact you could probably have in a sport. Yeah. I would say. frankly, yeah. 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 Like, I mean. I, Professional hockey players are sharing uh, like drinks and everything all yeah, the time. Like it's yeah. gonna happen. They're it's, spitting it's each other's teeth into their mouths. They're it's... spitting on the on the on the ice. Like they do that all the time. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. I'm just getting a lot of droplets. <laughs> a lot of droplets. Right? A lot of droplets. Like entire hockey. teams are gonna get sick, and then I don't know what's gonna happen. Right? Yeah. Are the leagues gonna shut down? Who knows? Are are like the the backup players? I know this is different in every sport. <laughs> like MMA does not have backup players, but like 
is is the bench gonna like all right uh this one guy isn't sick right now this one guy can breathe get him out there get him on the ice you know like yeah, they would just have to like call up the entire ahl team right because like they, they don't have backups uh like there with them outside of a goalie because sure. the rest of the team plays right. sure. so they would just have to bring up their entire ahl team to play and then they would get sick right and then i don't know what happens <laughs> <laughs> right like this is this is wild stuff but like we're kind of here already yeah, like right. it, this has been something that has been in the news for months which means everybody has actually been sick for months and it's been spreading for months well uh before then and I like mean, the, the u.s's overall response to it has been kind of nonchalance and i think atrocious. like on, 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 yeah. a, on a personal level i've kind of done the same thing where i'm just like well you know like if we don't panic about it it'll be fine but you know now it's here you know and now it's that's there's nothing there's there's no denying it and like yeah. it feels like all these leagues have not really had a uh, a plan in place i mean it's not like a pandemic is uh, at the forefront of everyone's minds but maybe it should be like if we you know, we have something like this going on like what what should the leagues do um and uh, it'll be interesting. The NFL draft happens in uh, late April, like mid to late April. I'm going to guess that that's either going to be like not canceled, but probably just like a totally televised event instead yeah. of a, a big like group gathering like it used to be. That's um, fucked up, though, because it was supposed to be in Vegas. And this year, the draft right. picks were supposed to be transported from the fucking where they were sitting to the stage via boat. Yep. Yeah, it was. And it now was we don't get to see the that most anymore. Extra, yeah. It was supposed to be the most extra draft that's ever happened it's because it's celebrating the the arrival of the National Football League into Las Vegas because the Oakland Raiders relocated there in the off season. Yeah. Um, but yeah, now that's which is also wild. But yeah, which in, is super wild. We can talk about yeah. relocations on a different episode. That's a yeah. that's a totally weird one. Just as a really tiny thing, this playing in front of empty buildings happens a lot in FIFA. Um, like in, in FIFA, soccer, is that what you said? Yeah, like in okay. in international soccer, that happens a lot. Um, either because confederations are kind of uh like doing a penalty if they like do a racism or do a cheating, sure. they'll make them play the games, but they'll ban them from making money off of that game by closing the building for them. Um. So there are more soccer games that have happened in front of zero people than uh, than for any other kind of sports league, I think. So I think Major League Soccer kind of would be able to get by. They can probably navigate that, yeah. 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 It's just That's strange. It is very strange. Strange times we live in, and, and sports are all around us, and they're affected by everything. Uh, it's like we're in the middle of the We're sports. in the middle of sports. Uh, really quickly, I want to go around and say something we're excited about in sports right now. Dylan, what are you excited about? Oh, God. Um, I mean, I'm kind of excited. It, it, very simple. I'm kind of excited for playoffs for hockey just because... Uh, Playoff hockey is great. Bru yeah. The Bruins are currently first in the entire league, uh, so have high expectations going into this year. Yeah. Did you say that Hopefully you have high, high hopes? The first... You have high, high uh, hopes? That song's that song's been retired. Sorry, <laughs> um, the entire band has been canceled. I, I would I would say this just for folks uh, thinking about maybe even getting into hockey a little bit. If you start watching playoff hockey, I swear you'll start watching it next year, like in the regular season. Oh, playoff hockey is so good. Playoff yeah. hockey rules. It like every time I've really invested in watching playoff hockey, I've been excited for the NHL start season to start it's... the next year. So. It's I will a, say this: it's 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 great in that it's like regular season hockey, but re high intensity. But nobody will fight because they don't want to take a penalty, right? Yeah, because it's you know playoff hockey, so mm. all those emotions just build up and they don't go down because mm -hmm. they can't go down because no one will fight. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's that's wild. Danielle, what are you excited about in sports right now? All right, there's two things. One is that the F1 season starts on uh, Sunday. Hell like, yeah, vroom vroom. Uh, the 15th. Didn't it just end? Uh. No, it, technically the season goes from, like, March to October, I think, ah, maybe okay. November. I forget the exact end of the season. Possibly even December. It's, like, it's like early spring to very, very late fall. Uh, so it's really just kind of winter off. Um, excited for that and excited, again, to hear the Shift F1 podcast tell me why it's exciting and, and what <laughs> to do with it. It's very funny, and we'll talk about it some other time, about, like, podcast assisted sports uh, yeah, we uh, do enjoyment that. uh but also very briefly this isn't happening just yet but 
just got announced that Felicia Spencer is going to be fighting Amanda Nunes for the featherweight title uh, in, in not too long from now. And I'm very excited for that fight because Felicia Spencer is a very promising featherweight and Amanda Nunes is a two belt champion and maybe one of the most badass fighters ever. So excited. Yeah. I liked, by the way, Danielle, it's March to December. It oh, is weird. December. Okay. So it's yeah. So it's really just like a couple months off. So yeah. That's wild. All right, Nikki, yeah. what about you? Major League Soccer got so good. Okay. They put they put more teams it. in it. They put more teams <laughs> in it. More, and if they you did put more teams in it. If That's you good. put more teams in it, the number gets bigger, and then that means that you have more chances for games to be good. Yeah, um, that's true. So there are more good games in Major League Soccer now. But the bad thing is now that because there are too many teams, um, I can't watch all of it. Oh yeah, there's too much to watch. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. That's true. There's too but, much you know, soccer. That's you know that's a growing league. When yeah. It's a, oh, um, also, also the National Women's Soccer League, the NWSL, finally signed their uh, broadcast deal. So their matches will be on the Columbia Broadcasting System, CBS All Access, and <laughs> Twitch.tv slash NWSL. So I want to figure yeah. out how to write about that because that's a fun video game sports intersection. Yeah, um, yeah. No, that's very good. But yeah, um, here's the thing I'm excited about. I'm excited about a very specific thing. His name is Zion Williamson. He is, hell yeah, uh, bud. He is a uh, the number one pick in the NBA draft from the past year. Uh, he sat out a big chunk of the season. Uh, he is a, a total. Uh, I don't. I don't love this this phrase. So I'm going to use it once and then retire it for forever. A total freak of nature in terms yeah, of sure. just like. He's basically a refrigerator uh, that can jump really high. Um, he is a six foot six, two hundred and eighty four pound uh, center. Basically, they put him uh, at center and power forward, and that is a very short height for that position. Sure. Um, and he is on an absolute wild tear, averaging twenty three point six points a game, uh, which is insane for any rookie, and it's insane for someone of this guy's kind of like size and makeup i think a lot of folks including myself were like not entirely sure how this guy's game would actually translate to the nba because like he was just like so much bigger and stronger than a lot of the college players he was going against so yeah. like it kind of made sense that he was so dominant but it looks like he's just kind of picking up where he left off um i will say that one of the weird things about zion is that commentators kind of like body shame him which is yeah weird um and i think when you are on a a, a a tear of possibly being the rookie of the year but only playing half a season he may not do that it might be john ja morant over in the memphis grizzlies but it could be zion and when you're doing this kind of work uh while also being kind of like weirdly shamed for being quote overweight and like he doesn't look quote in shape and stuff like that that some commentators are saying it kind of puts into perspective like you know hey like maybe not all this shit makes uh the kind of sense that you think it does so yeah um yeah i i think zion williamson uh seems like a cool dude also just a ridiculous basketball player so that's kind of been fun to watch right now he's so powerful he broke a pair of shoes in college he did. He he literally he literally stepped through a pair of Nike sneakers in college. Oh my god! Um, Hell yeah! It's wild. Yeah, the, that was the moment he came into existence. Yeah, for me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nike yeah. was yeah. very scared because <laughs> he yeah, hurt. He did hurt himself pretty badly on yeah, that he one. Hurt himself doing oh, it. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So he's a really cool player, but I'm excited to watch him. I, I he's the second most exciting player in the NBA behind behind, of course, my LeBron son Doncic. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> well, you no, no, said no. LeBron James really weird there, John. You want to take I that said, one again? Well, I'll take this one again. Luka Doncic. LeBron. Yes. Okay, so it's La Luke <laughs> Luke Broad huh? James. <laughs> Don Chich. <laughs> okay, got okay. it. <laughs> anyway, uh, thanks for joining us for this uh, first episode of Sports Middle. Uh, I this this was fun. I want to do this yeah. every week. Uh, yes, we're surrounded by the days of the week, and we're surrounded by sports. Um, That's our motto. <laughs> so, uh, where can we find you, Danielle? You can find me on Twitter at Danielle R I. Uh, Dylan, where can we find you? Also on Twitter at Skivington underscore. And where can we find you, Nikki? 
on twitter.com at godsua g-o-d-s-e-w-a awesome you can find me at floppy adult you can also find fanbyte at fanbyte media you can find fanbyte on instagram and tiktok at fanbyte uh we have three feeds podcast feeds you should check them out one is fan width uh which has all of our kind of like major prestige content uh and also our flagship podcast fan width which is very good uh we also have fanbyte fm which is uh starting to do a lot of cool stuff in kind of the short form uh category we started a new show this morning um which is cool yeah, we'll which is do some, awesome thank you uh we'll yeah. also do some evening news and i'll do a, a sunday edition as well uh working from home for the week Ever. told me i should just start recording 11 of those a week which is um <laughs> whatever we'll see how that goes uh but that's that's a lot of fun and then of course uh this feed the feed you're probably listening to this on fan fight uh, the flagship show on this channel is, of course, the discussion between MMA expert Daniel Riondo. Hello. Uh, and also professional wrestling editor and expert LB Hunk Tears. Uh, they always have lively and excellent conversations about, uh, about you know, a million different things going on in wrestling and MMA. They also dissect really one match uh, per sport a week. Uh, and it's just a lot of fun. So you should definitely Thank check you. that out. I love it. Um, yeah, can I really can I know you just closed the show, but can I do a breaking news? Uh, you can do breaking news very quickly. Yes, the San Francisco, sorry, the Golden State Warriors will be playing their next game uh, on Thursday in an empty building. Oh okay. wow! Well, there we go. London, that's, London, that's kind of our answer there. It's banned uh, banned uh, gatherings of more than one thousand people. Yeah, I did see that. That's pretty wild, huh? Yeah. yeah. So, okay. Listen to Steph well, Curry. Folks, Steph Curry Switch that ball Draining drain buckets in front of no one <laughs> So sad uh, Alright folks we'll see you next week with a new episode of Sports Middle Bye Bye Bye, Bye.